Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Say It With May. I'm your host Malin and I am so happy that you're here. So last Monday was the first initial launch of the podcast and can I just say that my people showed up for me. I received so many messages of encouragement, support, love, and it made me feel so good. It made me honestly feel really solid in my decision that, you know, now is like the right time to start doing this and to go out my comfort zone and that it was the right decision because honestly, I had posted the podcast and I was just sitting there looking at it and I felt scared and it wasn't that I was kind of racking my brain thinking, oh, are people going to like this? It was more of, did I have anything truly meaningful to say? And I received a lot of encouragement and support and it made me feel so loved. And it came from people who I'm actively keeping in touch with, but also people that I haven't talked to in a while. I received a message from someone that I actually, I don't, I don't keep in touch with that often but we had been really close in high school and I kept thinking to myself after reading her message and I was like why didn't I do this sooner I wish I could go back and tell myself to do this I this has been something that I've been interested in doing for a while I, I wanted to you know start podcasting I would love to do YouTube videos and as cringy as it sounds, I would love to post on TikTok. I love watching those little day in my life videos, everything, the hauls. I love it. But again, we're taking baby steps here, but, um, I wish I could go. I I was thinking, I wish I could go back and tell myself that you should do this. You should go outside your comfort zone and, and take the leap. And then I also started to think about All the other things I would go back and tell Malin, who's about to enter into her 20s. So I compiled a list of everything that I wanted, I want to go back and tell myself. And before I start this, I want to say that I know that everything happens for a reason and I am so grateful for where I'm at today. But I think that these are things that I more so would have just went back and forewarned myself about if I if I could even do this but it was just something that I would like to know going into my 20s um, because this is such a, a transformative part of your life. This is kind of where your life starts to get really good and I know they say high school and college are your glory days but I don't believe that. I think that your 20s can be really, really beautiful if you go about them in the right way. So these are things that I would have warned myself about. And the first being, invest in more experiences and not material things. This is still something that I am actively learning and I'm actively trying to get better at because I love things. I love items. I love to go shopping, pick up clothes, uh, the new technology, anything. And I 
do it. I, I go shopping and I buy things more than I should. And I feel like this is something that has gotten even more prevalent because of things like TikTok and Instagram and social media in general. I mean, how many times have you guys been scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and you see maybe a cute shirt pop up or a phone case or the new the new Apple product or maybe it, maybe it's something even larger than that. And we've all fallen victim to it, even if it's on Amazon too. Amazon's a huge issue in this, that you can just click it, buy it, and it'll be on your doorstep the next day or in two days. I think that pretty much everyone can relate to that, that we have basically the world in our hands. And that has created personally an issue for me that I buy too much. I am a true consumer. I consume all the time especially with this the new kind of social media trend that you see everything's an ad whether it's TikTok or Instagram it doesn't matter these influencers are literally profiting off of us consuming all the time these major companies are buying these ads because they are so profitable because we click as consumers and we just buy 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 So as I'm getting older, I am realizing now that I don't need all of these things. And I this really hit me because when I go back and forth from school to home, I'm always surrounded by things. And I have realized that I have too much stuff. And I feel like I feel like I can't get rid of it. And the, I, I was, last weekend I, when I went home, I was literally sitting in my room and I was thinking how much money is sitting in this room and how much of this could I have put maybe towards a trip with my family, a weekend with my friends. Even if it was just, you know, I got to drive up and go visit my best friend in New York, would that have paid for my gas? Like, I was sitting there racking my brain thinking how much money is sitting in this room. So that is something that going forward, I'm really trying to be super conscious about is what I'm buying. And I'm trying to look at it from a perspective of, do I need this? Is this something that I cannot live tomorrow without? Like food and, you know, any of the necessities of life. But realistically, you don't need the new Apple iPhone. You don't need a new iPad. You probably don't need that cute dress that's sitting in the windows at American Eagle or H&M or whatever. It doesn't matter. I, we, I, I don't need it. And you probably don't either. And that is just, that's just the reality of it all. So going forward, I am trying to invest more in experiences rather than items. Next, and this is one thing that I kind of touched on in the beginning of the podcast, and that's uh, you will never truly grow in your own comfort zone. And this is something that I really wish I could go back and tell 19 to 
20-year-old man. I wish I could go back and, and tell the college freshman that had just moved in her dorm room who was, I don't want to say scared, but was, like, hesitant to go do new things, go out. I pretty much, especially my freshman year, I pretty much went home or I hung out in my dorm room. And I wish that I would have gotten more involved in clubs. I wish that I would have really put myself out there and showed who I truly was. I feel like I held a lot of my personality and who I am back because I was scared of of being judged and I, I was scared of people also not liking me, which I look back at now because this is one thing that I did really get a lot better at. And why did I care so much? Because realistically, not everyone is going to like you. And that's something I still tell myself. If someone doesn't like you, there's most of the time there's nothing you can do about it. And I wish I could go back and tell myself that you need to branch out. You need to show people who you truly are. You need to be yourself. And you need to also go out and do things. And this, this, this was not only as far as, you know, not being involved in clubs or, you know, putting myself out there, but this was also, I remember being so scared to even speak in class because I didn't want to sound dumb. And there was, I didn't, I didn't want to put myself out there in fear of failure. So, especially 19-year-old me, I wish I'd go back and tell her to go outside of her comfort zone and just take that leap. I also wish I could go back and say, really take the time and find out who deserves a seat at your table. And I said your because at the end of the day, this is your life. You have the power in your hands. You are the ultimate decision maker. Who you are choosing to be surrounded by, spend time with, you, and I'm a firm believer in this, you are the company that you keep. And this is something that some people truly find out the hard way. They're friends with people for so long and then you you see someone for who they truly are and Sometimes it honestly changes you too. And I think that relationships and friendships in your 20s are so hard because you are at such different points in your life. I have some friends that are also in college, also kind of in a similar spot in their life than I am, but I also have friends that are already in the workforce. They are starting, you know, their adult lives. I also know some people that are married. They're actively trying to have kids. I'm not at that point. It's very hard for me sometimes to connect with those people, my friends, because I can't relate and they also can't relate to me because, you know, some of them didn't go to college. Some of them you know, they don't understand where I'm at in life with this, and I talked about in my last episode, but like this 
kind of what's next for me because they already have what's next for them. And I also used to have friends that kind of had no idea what, you know, they were going to do or, or what they were doing. And I think that that's what makes friendships in your 20s so challenging. And I think another thing that makes it challenging is that sometimes your values don't align with your friends. For example, I think that over the last year, I started getting really serious about my life and what I wanted it to look like. And it wasn't just what I wanted it to look like now. It was, what do I want it to look like in 10 years? And am I doing things now that are going to set me up for success in the next 10 years? And because of those decisions that I was making, it turned into a lot of no's to going out, going to different events that wouldn't add to the life that I'm actively trying to build. And it also, it was no to situations that made me feel really uncomfortable and situations that were dangerous. And when you say no, sometimes you get drawback, especially from people that, you know, don't understand where you're at and kind of what you're prioritizing and valuing. And after some of those situations that arise, it was, it was made to feel like, well, you're doing something wrong and, you know, you're kind of bailing on your friends and and you're not being a good friend. Well, I was just trying to set up a life that I want to live now and then in 10 years too. And I was not wrong for saying no to things that made me uncomfortable or were not, you know, good situations for anyone, for me or anyone else to be in. And it was situations that I felt like I had really outgrown, that were very, honestly, really immature to even be in. I found myself constantly saying, like, why, why am I dealing with this? And that's when I should have stepped up and been like, Malin, do you let water under the bridge or do you just burn the bridge? And that's something that I, I honestly continue to ask myself all the time because if if you're going to keep putting up with something, you have to decide to either let it go or just burn the damn bridge down. And I had a hard time burning bridges when the bridge had been there for so long, when that friendship had been there for so long. But at the end of the day, you have to always do what's best for you. And you have to also look at people's actions because Their actions tell you everything that you need to know, especially when the words that they're saying don't match up with what they're doing. And I knew, I think that was probably the last straw for me in a lot of the friendships I was in was you're saying one thing and doing another. So that tells me that you're not staying true in what you say And it's also telling me that you're not a good friend for me to be in a friendship with. And that was on me too. Because you can see the red flags in people. And that's one thing that I feel like I always tried to see the best in people. Especially when I was in my early 20s. I mean, I still am in my early 20s. But when I had first 
turned 20 and I was kind of readjusting to this new life I was living, I saw a lot of red flags. I ignored them and I ended up paying the price long term. Not by losing their friendship, but by more more or less wasting time on a friendship that wasn't serving me too. And that's another thing that you really have to look at is, is this friendship benefiting me and the other person? Are they filling my cup when I'm filling theirs too? And that that goes for relationships too. If they're not filling your cup and you constantly find yourself, I'm always there for them. I'm always showing up for them. I always have their back. But then when you find yourself in a situation where you might need something or you really just need someone to vent to and they're, they they never show up for you. And that's another thing that really opened my eyes to the fact of I don't want this person sitting at my table reaping the benefits of the life that I'm living when they're not truly acting like a friend would. So the last thought I'm going to leave you with there is to know when to let water under the bridge and when to let the bridge burn. So moving into our next point, um, and this is something too that just mind-blowing to think about now that I should have saw before, but it's the concept of quality over quantity. And this goes for a lot of things in life. This goes for um, friends, relationships, anything. I found myself, especially at the start of college, it was it was a rough transition from high school to college because of COVID. And I found myself not having a lot of friends. I had friends on the softball team, but I still didn't feel close with anybody because we never really had an opportunity to kind of get together and have like that team camaraderie because of COVID and you know we we just weren't allowed to do those types of things and I found myself saying oh yeah well you know I only have two friends at school I only have three friends at school but honestly you don't need 20 friends to be fulfilled I can solidly say, in my life right now, I have three really good friends that I can turn to, four. I have four really good friends that I can turn to that I know will have my back no matter what, and I'm, I'm okay. I, you don't need 20 friends, 30 friends. Great if you have them, but if you don't, that is okay. Now, I will say with that, your 20s will be one of the loneliest places that you will live, especially your early 20s. You're not only trying to figure yourself out, but you're also trying to figure the world out. And that comes too with losing friendships, burning those bridges. And it results in a really lonely place. I can solidly say that my 20s have been a really lonely place and it's not to the fault of anyone else it's just me trying again to figure out who my true friends are where I want to be at now and in the next upcoming years so quality over quantity is something that's really important and I've also learned this in the business aspect too 
I felt like for a while with my business, with, you know, the graphic design and, and clothing, I felt like I had to, you know, put out stuff all the time. I felt like I had to have new items all the time. But realistically, the things that I was putting out for a while wasn't quality. It wasn't anything I was super happy with. I remember putting out items and I think to myself, I don't love this. I don't even know if I want other people to see this, but it's something new. And I felt putting out new items all the time, all the time was something that, you know, would draw people in. But realistically, someone who's, let's just say they're scrolling through Etsy, they might see your one piece of work and go, ugh, that's not quality. I've already thought that, scrolling through Etsy, Instagram, whatever, any kind of shopping platforms, I've already thought that. And I thought, it doesn't matter how many items I have, you know, in my shop or I have on hand. If I'm putting out quality items, items that I truly, truly believe in, that is more important than having so, so many number, like numbers and quantity. So that's my last point with that. So we'll wrap that up. This is going to be a long podcast. But my next one, and this is something that I feel very passionate about, is that social media is fake. Social media is a gigantic highlight reel. The narrative that some people put out there is not the narrative that they're living. You... On social media, you can be a storyteller. It's the same way I could come on here and I could do a 45-minute podcast telling everybody how great my life is. There's nothing wrong in my life. Everything's perfect and I live in a fairy tale. But realistically, that's not true. I just can control what you all are hearing. I can tell you what I want you to hear. And I know that it's the same thing in life. You could run into somebody that you went to high school with 10 years ago and they could say, yeah, my life is great and I have two kids and, you know, I'm married and the marriage is great. And that could literally be the furthest thing from the truth. But the difference is on social media, you can project out to millions of strangers, people that you don't know. And I think that this is a huge mental health deteriorator because I've already caught myself scrolling through social media and I see maybe you know an engagement or a day in my life or literally anything I go wow you know that that looks looks kind of perfect or you know that's kind of unbelievable but again they're the the creator of that content is controlling their narrative They are controlling what you see. You're not seeing the entire picture. And again, not every post on social media, there there needs to be a huge backstory or like, yeah, that person's life sucks. But again, a lot of influencers, a lot of content creators don't show you the stuff behind the scenes, the stuff that they're going through. And I think that social media is becoming a more open space that you can open up about you know, your struggles. I've already seen a lot of content on TikTok of like, this is a day in my life and a bad day. Or, hey guys, like I'm not having a good day. This is what I'm going through. And I've already seen, you know, really sad stories. Maybe someone's documenting their journey, you know, their their parent is sick or they're sick. And I've already seen things like that. But 
for the most part, in my opinion, and I want to say that in my opinion, it is a highlight reel. And I've already, we are all very much creators in this too. Because there have already been days when I have woken up and I have felt so bad about myself. I have felt horrible. I felt ugly, but I will still go on and I'll post a picture of myself or maybe, you know, it's just something silly. And we are all victims to that. I remember there was one time, it was a couple years ago, it was on New Year's Eve. I was having the worst New Year's Eve ever. And we were all posting like it was great. It was fantastic. That wasn't the reality I was actually living in. But again, it was just a small moment of the the highlight reel. You want people to think that your life is amazing. Now, me, I, I don't, I'm not going to hide from reality. And I think that social media is honestly just really damning for, especially my generation, just because us growing up and, and seeing all of these kind of unrealistic expectations of what life should look like and that's that's the whole part of social media is like you think that's what your life should look like or that's what I should look like but that's not again highlight reel huge highlight reel so that kind of goes with my next point in a sense and that is reality will not always match the expectations that you had in your head I have, this has been something huge for me personally because I'm a perfectionist and anything that I do, I want to be perfect at it. Now, obviously we all know we are going to have failures in life. We are not going to be perfect human beings and that's okay. That is something that I am becoming more comfortable in that I was not before. I've accepted the fact that I will not be perfect all of the time. I'm going to fail a test. I'm going to, you know, mess up a project at work. I'm not going to say the right things all the time. And that's something that I'm growing into. But I still have that huge side of me that wants to be perfect all the time. And I often caught myself going into things going into college, uh, going into a sports season, and I have these expectations for myself. And I set these goals. And setting goals is good. But my version of setting goals was, this is going to happen, this is how it's going to happen, and this is when it's going to happen. And then the time came, and maybe it didn't go as planned. And I used to have full-on meltdowns. Well, it didn't work out. Now this is over. Why even try anymore? And I would go into this like spiral. And it really, over the, over the last year, it took a lot of self-reflecting to say, okay, that didn't work out. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to plan B. And it honestly was a mindset shift for me in the sense of I will not be perfect, so this is this is how we're going to cope with it, necessarily. This is what we're going to do. 
to stop the inevitable meltdown because not everything is going to be perfect in life. And I had to learn how to really roll with the punches. And again, if my plan A doesn't work out, then go to plan B, C, D, whatever. I need to be less hard on myself and give myself a little bit more grace because, again, your life will never be all of the expectations that you have. If if I met all the expectations that I would have had, I would be graduating this year and then be married by 25, which 23-year-old me now, I would say that probably is not, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm going to graduate this year, but I will not be married by 25. 20-year-old me had this huge plan of you're going to be married by 25, you're going to have kids before you're 30. No. Realistically, that is probably not going to happen. And two years ago, if I would have known where I was at right now, not that I'm not in a good place, but the expectations that I'd had two years ago, I would be having a meltdown right now if I was still in that same place. So your expectations that you set for yourself, although good to have expectations and goals, reality is not always going to be on your side and that's okay. But you have to learn how to roll with the punches. I would also go back and tell my 20-year-old self to never settle less than you deserve. To never settle for less than you deserve. This is something that I have had a huge, and I mean huge, mindset shift with. I stayed in a lot of situations because I felt comfortable or I was scared of change. And these were situations that I did not deserve to be in, that I should have left when I was not okay with things that were happening. And this this happens a lot in relationships. A lot of people will stay in relationships because, you know, oh, it's all I know. Or, oh, it's kind of what I feel comfortable with and I'm scared to start new. I didn't deserve the things that were happening in friendships and relationships. Now, I'm, now what I'm not saying with that, I am not perfect. I will never get on this podcast or on anything and say that I have always been right. I am absolutely perfect. I will never say that because there are times that I was the problem. I, I was the problem in that situation or in that moment. But all in all, as I look back and reflect, I didn't deserve the, some of the things that that happened and I stayed a lot longer than I should have. And the minute that I was I was not okay with the things that were happening, I should have left. So I wish I could go back and tell myself that and say that it is okay to leave, that you will be okay, although it sucks in that moment that you do it and that you decide to be like, this is not what I deserve and I'm leaving. It's ultimately what is best for you long term. So... My next point is, kind of goes along with the social media, 
but it deserves its own point, is comparison is the ultimate thief of joy. And I really wanted to include this as its own because I often find myself looking at my life and then looking at others and I do compare. I am a huge issue in that. I do it myself and I know that it's it, it's a human thing and I know that I'm not the only person that does it but ultimately the life you live is your own and comparing it to somebody else's who is an entirely different situation maybe an entirely different point in their life will ultimately rob you of the joy that you could be experiencing if you were not doing that. I found myself saying, oh, well, you know, they're, they already graduated and they're done or, you know, they drive this car or, man, it looks like they're living the perfect life and I wish I was doing this or I wish I was doing that. But ultimately, again, our experiences are our experiences are uniquely our own. And no one no one can rob us of the experiences that we have had. And the more I, I sit back and look at my life, I wouldn't change anything about it. I would have liked to known some things earlier, as this whole podcast is about. But ultimately I wouldn't change anything and me comparing myself to others and where they're at in their journey is not doing anything besides robbing me of the joy that is already in my life and the joy that is to come. Because ultimately, if you're experiencing something and the whole time like something good is happening to you and you're looking at an outside journey and you're saying, I wish that was happening to me, you're missing what's around you in that time and I feel guilty because sometimes I look at other people and I think you know I could be I could be already out you know living my life and, and traveling the world and then I feel guilty because I know that there are some people that I grew up with that would have loved to go play collegiate softball they would have loved to go play college sport And they didn't get that opportunity. So what I started reminding myself is that every time I compare, there's somebody else comparing my situation to theirs probably. And that's not like a, a, you know, put yourself on a pedestal type of thing. It's that someone who you might be comparing yourself to somebody else, but you might be a comparison with somebody else's journey too. So, my next thing is that experiences or things in your life will not happen overnight. I am a firm believer that the best things in life take work, effort, and time. I have never gone into something and it just happened overnight like that for me. Everything that you do, whether it's your career or maybe you're launching your own business, you're trying to actively get into college, play a collegiate sport. Maybe you're just trying a new hobby. You are not going to be good at it overnight. It's going to be a learning curve. 
you might it might take a while for you to hit the ground running. And I experienced this when I first started my business and I first started to get really serious about it and I always thought to myself, you know, well why aren't people buying anything? Well, why isn't anyone seeing my stuff? And I found myself being constantly frustrated, but I also had to sit back and say, okay, this, this, I just started this. You will not have immediate success. And again, I think that you have these false pretenses in life sometimes because of social media. You see people blow up or get famous on one video. And I remember like a year and a half ago, I started posting on TikTok and I thought, you know, why, why aren't my videos blowing up like everybody else's is? But realistically, some people had been posting for a while and they didn't just blow up overnight. Some people just honestly get lucky and blow up overnight. They just had a a viral video that a lot of people resonated with or thought was funny. But the best things in life are not going to be rushed and they are going to take time and a lot of hard work. I think about my collegiate softball journey, especially with this, because that doesn't that's not just something that happens overnight. You don't just start playing when you're 10 years old and then you have, you know, college coaches knocking down your door. You play for years and years and years and you go through this grueling recruiting process. But ultimately, you either end up at the right place, at the right home, or you, you know, maybe decide not to play or you don't get recruited. That all takes time. And again, a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work gets put into that. So, the next one, and I think this is, these, these last two are probably my, I would say my most important ones. And the next one is, having standards does not make you high maintenance. It does force you and those around you to really level up. And I I found myself really questioning if I was high maintenance when I, you know, really started dating again because you go on these dates and you really decide what you want and what you don't want in a significant other. And maybe it's something that you've always known that you wanted or didn't want. Or maybe it's something that you've learned from a past, like, significant other. And I had so many guys say, oh, you're high maintenance. Like, I don't want a high maintenance woman. Realistically, the things that I were asked, the things that I am asking for in a significant other, it's not being high maintenance, it's having standards. It's having a standard not only for yourself, but also what you want in a relationship. It's setting that standard early so then you don't get into it and then them say, oh yeah, you're high maintenance. Having standards is not high maintenance. It's the same thing in friendships. There are things that you require out of friendships, like having someone to lean on, just the, just knowing that they're there, that they will have your back that they will be there for you in times of need. And that's really similar to a relationship. Obviously, a relationship requires a little bit more, but those standards 
it's not being high maintenance. It's not asking too much. The right people will never think that you are asking too much out of them, ever. And I'm a firm believer in that. So the last one I'm going to leave you guys with, and this is a long podcast episode, so apologies in advance for that, but never let anyone tell you that your dreams are too big or unattainable. And I will say that I think there were moments over the last, I would say probably 10 years for me that felt like soul-crushing experiences. It felt like someone literally jabbing a knife in my heart. I, especially, I will say with softball, I was told so many times by different coaches that, well, you'll never play college softball. Well, you, you don't really have that, that raw talent aspect to play softball in, in college. I got rejected from a, a good bit of travel teams pretty early in my softball career. And if it wouldn't have been for my parents really believing in me and, and pushing me to keep going and, and find a program that was going to believe in me like they did, I probably would have quit. And I know that that sounds like a, a really like a cop-out. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a cop-out. But when you are repeatedly told no, you don't really have hope for a yes. And that's when I was so grateful that I I did find teams and I found coaches that did believe in me and I had this dream to play college softball and for a while I felt like I I never would and I felt like well maybe that's just not in the cards for me and it took someone believe it took my parents first believing in me and repeatedly pushing me to go out and find someone else too that will believe in me help me ultimately get to be a collegiate softball player and it's the same thing whether you're in you know your career when you find someone that believes in you that will change your whole perspective and I wish I could go back and tell myself that anything that you want to pursue in life whether that is becoming the president of the United States or starting a podcast that you can do it and again Sometimes it doesn't work out exactly like you planned, and it might not even happen. But who is anyone else to tell you that you're not going to achieve that goal? Or, oh, that dream's too big, try a little smaller. Because no one should be telling you that. You shouldn't listen to anyone when they tell you that. I had so many other hobbies too that I would have pursued. I really when I was younger, I loved singing. I, I still, I mean, I still love it, but when I was young, someone told me that, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't chase that dream. It's just, it's probably not in the cards for you. And I quit. And that's still something that I regret to this day. I wish I would have kept with it because I truly believe that I was good at it. It's the same way that I'm so grateful that I didn't quit softball, that I didn't lay down and die necessarily when someone said, well, it's just not in the cards for you. This isn't this isn't your forte. So, 
kind of what I had for you guys today. I, I just, I really hope that anyone listening relates to any of these or even found a little bit of similarities and things that maybe they would go back and tell themselves in their 20s or even their late teens. Um, I think these are all things that for me, I wish I would have known going into my 20s and, and saved a little bit of, of heart. But ultimately, I'm really grateful for where it ended up and, and how my life looks now. And learning these lessons along the way and just kind of sharing them and putting them out there. So this was episode two of Say It With May. And I will see you guys in the next episode.